Small Town Scuttlebutt is brought to you by Mario's Lawn Care, J3 Salon, Park Street Books, Larkin's Liquors, and Royal Pizza. So what's that tell you about this podcast? It tells you that we're on to something. We're getting fans, we're getting support, and we got a lot of fun content to talk about in the next eight episodes of this season one. What we need from you guys is help in getting the word out. Let people know about Small Town Scuttlebutt. Pass the link along. If you like our show, tell a friend. It helps us out. We're at almost 1,000 downloads. We want to be at 1,000 downloads plus by our fifth episode next week. What if they don't like our show? That's impossible. Here it comes, right on time. It's another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt. Small Town Scuttlebutt is the show where we find out what the people have to say. Traffic lights that our time wrong makes my 109 way long. CBS receipts are wasteful, Facebook posts that are not tasteful. Small Town Scuttlebutt. That is Rick, he's a daddy, wrote those posts that drove you mad. I am Mike, I work with kids, I do the things you wish you did. Rick the stand-up stays at home. Mike, you're a nerd, you live alone. We'll both tell you how to live, so much advice we have to give. We made this podcast just for you. Here is Rick Fink Jr. and Mike Page. Welcome, bienvenue, welcome in, come on in. This is Rick Fink Jr. on Small Town Scuttlebutt. Across the table in my basement from my buddy and co-host, Mike Page. How you doing, Michael? I'm great, Rick. I'm back from Martha's Vineyard, and I'm ready to uh, do the show. Well, you look uh, tan, rested, and ready to uh, get back at it. Yeah, well, that's because you're only seeing my arms. If you could see my stomach, I have what I like to call the idiot burn, which is where you remembered to put sunscreen on, but you missed certain key spots. Oh, not good. Yeah. So... So maybe we could put some pictures on the um, that would be cool. on the Facebook page. Yeah, that we could get fewer likes than we have been getting. That would be great. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, I had a good Fourth of July as well. Um, watched a niece and a nephew and laid low. Went up to New Hampshire Excellent. to the lake and uh, hung out up there. There's really which, nothing. Which lake? It's called Lovell Lake. It's uh, situated between Portsmouth and North Conway. Sure. Kind of like in no man's land. Yeah. It's quiet. No wonder it means nothing to me. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Rick, did I tell you that I've been working on a Victorian pump organ from 1894? That's pretty sweet. Right. And you're going to turn it into a bar. Yeah. That's awesome. Tell yeah. us more. So I got it like halfway put back together. I, I took the whole thing apart. Yeah. Uh, and then after I took it all apart, I realized. Oh, no. uh, like, you know what? I Let's just say, hold on, hold on. Wait. Why are we yep. doing that? Mario. Right now. Mario. Mario's lawn care. That is some terrible singing, my friend. Wait, who are you? I'm Leanne Bravo, your manager. You really do exist? Hey, guys, the ad. Right. Uh, Terrible singing. I'll tell you what is really terrible. The threat of turf grass diseases like summer patch and red thread. And with these current weather conditions, you can expect a battle with crabgrass any day now. Aren't Aren't you you concerned? concerned? No, because I called Mario. Mario's lawn care. Can you just stop that? Yeah, seriously, Rick. Call Mario's Lawn Care, 508-359-8016. That's Mario's Lawn Care. That was nice harmony. I like that. I'm sorry, we just had to do that ad um, contractual obligation. Mike, go on with this story about the um, the Oregon bar thing. Yeah, so uh, it's, it doesn't matter. 
Now it's over. Okay, now we're going to get into some other things. Uh, we have with us here Leanne Bravo, a fourth generation Bravo family member. She's shaking her head like she didn't want to well, get the recognition, but I think that's a pretty awesome distinction. Fourth, fourth generation Bravo family member? That's not impressive. Fourth generation Medfield? That's what is impressive. Right, yeah, you guys have been along, around for a long time. The, the Bravo lineage goes be, beyond four generations. What I'm saying is you've been here, and you're a townie, I'm legit. A true townie. Yep. Okay, so we love to have you here. We've been uh, kind of having a running gag here, kind of talking. Can you guys stop fighting over that microphone, show some professionalism? I'm sorry. I know this is your first time here, but maybe act like you've been here before, Leanne. Right. I just feel yeah. like since she's been such a deadbeat, like it's awfully quick to be, this is the first time I've even seen her. And I'm going to go easy her on her microphone. because she's the manager, Mike, and she has a notebook full of comments, constructive criticism, and other Annoying things. Okay, Lots feedback. feedback. Hold on. There's a pizza stain on the paper, Rick. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't. You're giving her a lot of credit that this is a professional thing. Wow. <laughs> We're kicking the tires on this manager here. We got um, Kathy Ferris was on last week, and she was kind of gunning for the she job. She was gunning for it, so here I am. Mm-hmm. Leanne's looking at us like, what do you want me to talk about? Don't worry, Leanne. We ask the questions, and you answer them. Let's start with an easy one. How are you today? Doing good, thanks. Good. Okay. That was a softball, if ever there was one. Well, why don't you give her something else? What do you want to talk to her about? Well, okay. you know what? I actually, I have something that I want to talk to you guys about. Okay. So I've gotten some feedback, mm -hmm. you know, being the manager that I am. Yeah. Well, also a fourth generation county. Yeah, that's right. probably really right. where You're it's plugged in. You're right. Plugged in. Okay. So I've gotten good feedback. People really seem to be digging this. Mm -hmm. But the one complaint. There's no complaints. Is that Rick Fink. The comedian yeah. needs to be a little funnier. <laughs> really? That's it. The oh, my God. And this, this is my best material. And that Mike, Mike needs to, um, um, you know, unleash a little bit. Keep you off your leash. and Like, let me just go? Let you just go. Yeah. Were you at the, you weren't at the press conference in pilot episode three. No, you guys didn't let me in until now. I've been begging to come here, but. Well, I mean, it was an open door policy. You just yeah. weren't there. We did text you about it. Yeah. You're, that story doesn't hold water because I have a text from about an hour and a half ago asking for my address. So, <laughs> yeah, whatever, kiddo. Um, so you want me to be funnier? Like, what do you want from me? This is a conversation. It's like you want me to just do like twenty minutes of stand up every week. And well, no, I've seen your stand up show, so please don't do that. Oh, you don't like them? You've been to more than one, so I only went to one. <laughs> I thank God quarantine happened, or I would have been expected to attend another. <laughs> Exactly. I love you guys. I'm, I'm glad you guys could come over tonight. All right, so um, I got to be funnier. I don't know. Do you have any tips, pointers? Where do I be funny? Oh, that sounds promising. I don't, I don't know what to do here. I mean, don't blame me. This mm -hmm. is the people. Okay. Yeah, look, here's the deal. This show is not going to be about, like, yucking it up every three minutes. We're just kicking the tires on talking about Medfield and... I don't even know exactly what we'd talk about. We don't have a guest for next week, but we have a couple. I got a couple promising leads. I do too. Some irons in the fire. So yeah. I got was, nothing. Oh, yeah. Shocking. I'm not surprised. That's kind of, that, isn't it? 
That should be the tag under your name on your business card. Leanne Bravo. Yeah, I got so- nothing. Let's get into Leanne Bravo. So you are in the Midfield Alumni Association. What do you do with these guys, and what's that all about? Uh, so the uh, Alumni Association was formed in 2008, mm-hmm. and we raise money for graduating seniors. <laughs> <laughs> Try that again. You know what that is? What do we call it? The whistle of boredom or something? Yeah, it's the, it's the tangent whistle. The tangent whistle. Yeah, just get to the chase. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Leanne, what's your uh, alumni association all about? What's the um, primary focus? Uh, scholarships for graduating seniors. Terrific. Every year we uh, give a $1,000 scholarship to three seniors. Mm-hmm. We have three different scholarships. Okay. What are the uh, scholarships for? Uh, the John Pansiaco Memorial Scholarship, which uh, John was a assistant athletic director and mm-hmm. passed away in 2019. Oh, Okay. Uh, the second one is our Once a Warrior, Always a Warrior scholarship. Well, mm-hmm. not for long. Ooh. <laughs> we'll get into Sorry, that. Sorry, too soon. <laughs> Continue. And uh, the third one is the William J. Kelly scholarship. William J. Kelly was the owner of the infamous Lord's Department Store. Oh, yeah. Infamous? Not the right word. Did, yeah, infamous would mean famous for a bad reason. Like um, oh. Hitler would be infamous. <laughs> Okay, well, the famous Lord. Well, if you're fourth generation townie, then mm-hmm. it's the infamous Lord. Yeah. So um, obviously, you liked living in Medfield and going to Medfield High School because you're on the board and you still live here. What is the number one quality that keeps you here in Medfield? The schools. That's wow, that such was a, a long pause. It is, but you know why? She looked at me like, are you stupid? It's the same answer everyone gives. Yeah. The. Schools. Yeah. But the thing is, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Uh, you know, we moved here eight years ago with a kid on the way, and we will be moving out when that kid's moving away. And Medfield is, I wouldn't say it's a tr- we're a transient resident here because we're putting about 20 years into it. Mm-hmm. However, um, you know, this town is going to, uh, there's no way I'm going to pay taxes on a house this size with just my wife and I here and uh, getting really 80% of the taxes goes to the schools. So, and I mean, you said it would just be you and Leslie afterwards, but probably not. I mean, I saw Jim upstairs when I came in <laughs> and that guy, he doesn't even put the ice cream back in the freezer when no, he's done with it. No, he's but he is it straight out of the carton and then he left it on the coffee table. What kind of animal does that? Jim, but he is one hell of a nanny. I don't think you're going to get rid of him after the next decade. I think he's here to stay. Yeah. Well, he's always welcome. I mean, I love the guy. Hey, let's do an ad. This one comes from my favorite salon, J3. Because your COVID... You don't have any hair. This is... Like, who do you you still go to the salon, okay? They do more than just hair. Does your COVID hair have you feeling frumpy? Well, you're not alone, girlfriend. Rick. What? Rick. What? It's 2020. You're going to use the phrase, you're not alone, girlfriend? Well, there are girls and my friends, so like... But you just said that you also go to J3 Salon. Apparently, it's not just for women. Let's be all-inclusive. It's 2020. Roots, split ends, and frizz? It's just me, or do these conditions ruin your day? Well, get ready, because my friends at J3 have put your care in safety first in their transformed salon with all the protocols in place. So schedule an appointment at J3 for your hair, skin, makeup, and body needs. Look them up on Facebook and let them help you reflect your inner beauty. 
let's keep it going. Why don't you do Park Street? So, Rick, Park Street Books is back open. They mm. were open the whole time, you idiot. Right. Well, Jim drove his frogmobile around and passed out puzzles like Santa Claus, but now they're back open for customers. Is no what kidding. I mean. Anyway, Park Street Books. You can go peruse in the store again, guys. Jim's got books, toys, football cards, whatever it is that you're looking for. If you're looking for offensive Medfield gear while it still has that Warrior <laughs> logo, yes. Jim's your guy. That's right, Jimmy. Park Street Books, located at 504 Main Street. Nice. So they have things with that clip art blue head with the feathers on it? Yeah. Um, so does the Alumni Association, guys. Okay. Well, we'll get to you in a minute. <laughs> but Park Street Books is back open for business. You know, Leanne, you came on the show. You gave us a couple of, um, well, you haven't really given us any advice. You just spread gossip. I'm not funny. And otherwise, the show is good. Thank you for the feedback. I will take note of it. Do you have some news? Megan Kelleher is not here. She is uh, having an extended stay on the Hamptons. Ooh. And she apologizes, but she says if it feels any better, she reports that she met Scarlett Johansson this past weekend. Seriously? Yeah. Hmm. It's pretty interesting. She bumps into famous people. I remember a couple of years ago, um, she came over to our house on Christmas Eve and was like, oh, I was just hanging out with Jessica Simpson. <laughs> I'm like... Yeah, yeah, right. Like, where? It's like, oh, just down the road. I'm like, oh, no kidding. But it makes sense because Jessica Simpson's um, in-laws live three houses down on the Dover line. Did you know that? Did not know that. Oh, yeah. So she has two kids, same age as my kids. Uh, she'd be walking down the street, walking the kids. I mean, she's literally been on the sidewalk that crosses my driveway, which means I can literally say that Jessica Simpson's been here. Yeah, I was going to say, you've told she's me been in over the, the house that she's been at your house. At least seven or eight times. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't come up the driveway, and she starts walking faster when I'm coming down the driveway, but mm. it's, um, they've moved on, and they, don't, they live out in uh, L.A. now, so just run-ins so, run with, with famous people. So town. that was a long digression, but I believe we were saying something about the news. The news. Oh, well, we have a news um, intro for Megan Keller, but she's not here, so we'll do another one with some backing sounds. You ready? Here we go. It's the news with Leanne. Bravo. All right, well. What an intro. That was good. Good luck living up to that. <laughs> uh, as of July 6th, the Board of Health reported that there is 38 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in Medfield with only two active. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. uh, That's good news. That's great news. That's good. Keep it up. Wear your masks in public. Um, power whatnot. outages reported all over town, Fieldstone, Hillcrest, and Belknap. How do we know about this? Belknap. What's your source? Concerned citizens. Wait, wait. You're telling me people go to running to Facebook to report their power outages? Well, they don't go to run to report power outages. Mm -hmm. They just want to know if anybody else is experiencing power outages. Always. Yeah, and what do you do with that information when you find out that someone else is also out of power? You breathe a sigh of relief. I uh, think. It's not just you, yeah. Yeah. We're all in this together. They probably go off and set up their own Facebook group called Concerned Citizens of Medfield Without Power, yeah. and then they get into it. Yeah, which should be a BLM group, but it's not. It's people on Belknap. Why is it always Belknap Road? I feel like it's always, anytime there's a ridiculous animal call to the police or 
something with power, I feel like nine times out of ten, it's Belknap Road. I don't know what's going on on that road. Well, I'll tell you what's going on. There is one resident on Belknap Road that's probably making all the calls. Yeah, if you guys are on Concerned Citizens of Medfield and you think you're concerned, if you don't live on Belknap, you're nobody. Get off that group. You don't belong there. Yep. Uh, Another... Another member of Concerned Citizens reported a hailstorm on Monday night, and uh, they described it as wild. Okay. We should have uh, this person do weather. (laughs) (laughs) This is the stickiest whistle. No, I got that on eBay. Well, it's garbage. Yeah, no, we'll... It needs some slide, some uh, valve oil. Yeah, valve oil. I might have some of that. Oh, how about WD-40 right there? Oh, I don't think you want to put that in your mouth. If I had a nickel. <laughs> All right, more news. Come on, baby. Let's go. All right, so um, another concern mm-hmm. in Concerned Citizens yep. is Halloween celebrations. That was discussed, and one poster reminded us that it's only July. Yeah, why so late? Why are we getting to this just now? Yeah. I mean, yeah. let me count. August. Uh, he's counting three months. on his fingers. Three, yeah, three months. Three months. We're 90 days away. Are we going to be offended by any costumes this year uh, that I should know about? Can I go as... Um, God, I can only imagine what the costumes are going to be. I'm going to go as Carol Baskin. I'll be a sexy Tiger King. Oh, is there more news? A Pine Street resident reported a dark blue explorer speeding down Pine Street, screaming, Dover was notified. They screamed, Dover was notified! That makes no sense. Dover police. Yeah, but you just said... That they screamed Dover was notified. Yeah, work on the writing. A lot of good sorry, that did. Sorry, Whoa. Do you have an AP style Tough crowd? Guy? Was there a follow-up? Did Dover... No, no follow-up. Dover, Gone on arrival. Dover was like, that's eh, fine. It's fine. They're just coming from Medfield. Yeah. Uh, Stony Brook Road, caller reports a bat in their house. Ugh. Okay, I have sympathy for that person. I've dealt with that. Yeah. I loved the movie The Great Outdoors as a kid. I thought, right. I thought it was hilarious. I thought the scene with the bats was one of the funniest things ever. Uh-huh. And then it happened to me. Yeah. And it's not funny. It's not funny. Never had a bat I don't in my care house. who you are, how tough you are. When you wake up at three in the morning to a bat, like when, when it's pitch black in the room and you just hear, and you feel the air moving oh. past your head. It's 3 a.m. I woke up and I, the second it happened, I knew exactly what it was. And I don't care how tough you are. Uh-huh. If there's a bat flying next to your face, you, you're no longer manly. Right. And just. Throw in your man card, you're done. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's not cool. Yeah. Well, what did the police do when they were notified? Called animal control. Yeah, she bring in SWAT. Well, I have one more from Belknap Road. Oh, is wait? Can I guess what it is? We're doing sure. a stakeout. Yeah, go it's gonna it. be it's going to be an animal complaint. An animal call. At 10:26 a.m. Uh, oh no no! Or suspicious. Package or person in the neighborhood? No, going I'm, someone- go- I'm going to animal. You, you are? You, yeah, you I think it's um, unusual activity in okay. the neighborhood, which is... Yeah, yeah, anything. Routine, yeah. Can I go? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, caller reports a fox crawled at her husband. <laughs> Nailed it. ACO wait, notified wait, wait, and checked wait. the area for the fox. You it, got that. It growled at her husband? Growled at her husband. I got two problems wrong with this story. You want to yeah. guess what my first problem is? That it wasn't a cougar that growled? <laughs> no. But yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Just a fox. It's more of a purr, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, the fact that not only did uh, the woman call, but her husband, the yeah. the husband, dude, 
You're the kind of guy that when you get growled at by wildlife, you have your wife call the police department. <laughs> but where was well, the fox? In his defense. I don't know. Well, if the, was it was it in his house or garage? In, you know what? Oh, that back? would be that's fair. In his defense, he may have had no idea that she was calling too. She might have just called. Mm-hmm. He he might have been like, "Why did you just do that? I feel very emasculated right now." Yeah, I'm embarrassed. You know this is going to the police log, and those jerks at Small Town Scuttlebutt are not going to pass on this. Yeah, we can't we can't call about this, honey. We live on Belknap. <laughs> yeah. They're watching us. I wonder who We're on their radar. We're going to find out. How long is Belknap? Just a few houses, right? Yeah, I don't think it's that many houses. I mean, it's a good neighborhood. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go around door to door, mooning everybody. On Belknap. On Belknap. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're going to be in the car. The getaway car, Mike, with the police scanner. You're on your own. Right? And we're going to find out. Okay, good. We're out of here. I have to get a Corey Sori test done for my job every year, so you're on your own in the mooning department. <laughs> I will have no part in that. Yeah, I'm not going to do that either. I'm a fine upstanding guy. You're uh, a grown man. Mm-hmm. You know what we should do? We should have we the- need to send the, out a street the, reporter. The Belknap Street Report every the week. Belknap like, Street Rap. Yep. Yeah. On that street rap, yeah, and we find Coming out. Coming soon on Small Town Scuttlebutt. You know, everyone on Belknap knows who it is who's dropping the dime every time. It's only a matter of time until we get tipped <laughs> off. Hey, email and then me, we have to like reach anonymous, out and say anonymously. Let yeah. me know what's going on. This news this week is pretty good. You did your job. You did your homework. What else? Anything fun and exciting to share? Well, uh, yes. Yeah. So Medfield residents Rick Fink and Mike Page have launched a podcast, Small Town Scuttlebutt. You wait, have wait, to wait, give wait, a tribute. You have to yeah, attribute your source. You're, I can't you're, remember where it is. How did we make? Oh, the, Medfield Insider. We made yeah. the news. So yeah, you made the news. Um, there is a new article, newspaper news source for Medfield called Medfield Insider. It's like, a newsletter. Well, it's a newsletter online. Online. Okay. Uh, so here's the write-up from there. Uh, Medfield residents Rick Fink and Mike Page have launched a podcast. Okay, I'm going to have to stop you right there. My dad is not doing this podcast. It's Rick Fink Jr. Well, Very okay. clear distinction. So there Burn. is no junior there. Mm. So What an elitist. Launched a podcast, Small Town Scuttlebutt, reported to have generated more than 700 downloads to date. Old news, we're on the doorstep of a thousand. A recent episode featured an interview with former Harlem Globetrotter Otis Key and his Alabama encounter with a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Fink is a <laughs> professional stand-up comedian. Self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. No, no. I can, honestly, the most I've ever made from a show is $50. When, when they handed him $50 and said, your time is up. <laughs> yeah, this is it. If it's someone in the crowd handed him 50 bucks, you're all done, sir. Page is an artist, and listeners can find Small Town Scuttlebutt on Spotify and get there via its Facebook page. Each new episode airs on Thursdays. Have a reaction to a particular episode and want to share a review? Send it to medfieldinsider at gmail.com. Hmm. Rick, that's what we've been doing wrong this whole time. What is that? We were telling Rick? people to email Leanne. Mm, right. Please email medfieldinsider at gmail.com. And just say what a great job we're doing. No, I got a better idea. Yeah. If you love the show, leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you hate the show, please send your responses to medfieldinsider at gmail.com. Because if there's one thing I know about this town, it's they love to gossip about negative stories. And if they hear... That you know someone what? doesn't like the show, it they'll read it. If someone's like, you know what, Rick and Mike work well together, 
the, the back and forth and the new edition of Leanne Bravo is a nice trifecta of, no, I actually read it. love that idea because that way the next time we come up on that newsletter, if it ever happens again, it'll, mm-hmm. it'll be like all the reasons why we're terrible. Yeah. And I and think that would be really funny. Because in this town, that's what's going to get people to listen. Yeah. Like, oh, this thing's a train wreck. Yeah. Well, it is. Mm-hmm. Verifiably a train wreck, well, I would say. By design, because like I said, we're trying to get people to listen. And yeah. if, um, all right, are we done with the news? I think that was, that's this it. Was a, that's all I got. This news heavy, but very good job. Okay. Um, Which is ironic because summer in Medfield, there is nothing happening. Yep. All right, we're going to do your outro. We did this for you too, just before you got here. Okay, ready? That was the news with Leanne. Okay, good. All right. Leanne, uh, great to have you in the show. We want you to hang out with us. Um, before we go on, I got one more ad. I don't know who wants to read it. It was just thrown in my face. Larkin's Liquors. Larkin's Liquors has a fresh batch of Loyal, a cocktail in a can from Rhode Island. Also, blueberry sparkler, a sour from Lone Pine. And if you can't get enough of those hard seltzers, try the new Peak Organic. Flavors include blackberry, lime, lemon elderflower, Grapefruit hibiscus and strawberry cucumber. Larkins is the oldest continually operated business in Medfield. They've been owned by the Larkin family since 1935. Located at 20 North Street, open daily. Larkins has been here just as long as my family. Huh. All right, so we are now um, moving on to. Guys, you know what's Mike. better than hard seltzer? No. Anything else that Larkins sells is better than <laughs> hard seltzer, in my opinion. Okay. All right, so this next part of the show, I want to talk about, um, you know, this idea that we're, as a town, as a community, Medfield sort of being introspective and looking at itself in terms of, you know, in the wake of the Black Lives Matter rally that we had. Um, and I've got some opinions on the direction we're going, and I have some opinions on the directions that we ought to be going in, and um, okay, I want to talk about that with you guys. How do you feel about that? Well, I don't know what your opinions are yet, so I don't know how I feel. But I'm more than well willing to hear it. Okay, so you want me to go first by spitting out opinions and whatnot? Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Leanne. Looking at you for a reaction, you gave me. Yes. All right. Well, let's see. We've got uh, Black Lives Matter rally, and then yep. that right now, in and of itself, is a is a great thing, right? Let's let's build off of that, right? That yeah. if I'm using. Um, analogies and whatnot it's kind of like uh that's the pep rally all right guys let's go we're gonna make the black lives matter we're gonna show them we're gonna you know okay mm-hmm. so what's the first thing medfield goes after the warrior mascot. the warrior mascot a blue clip art head with silhouetted feathers on it this thing could not be less detailed than it already is it looks like something that um, a sixth grade I don't art think, class. I don't think that it's the level of detail that people take issue with. Mm-hmm. I think it's the cultural misappropriation. I uh, do you think that the look? So I go back and forth. I talk to some friends, and I'm like, yeah, I hear you. And then I talk to other friends on the other side. I'm like, yeah, I hear you. And I've I've definitely flip flopped. I think at the end of the day, you know what? Who cares? It's not important. Right, you're filibustering your own cause. So, are we making Black Lives better, or are we talking about a logo at a high school that 
nobody had any problem with on a vocal level one month ago. That's the part that gets me. If you yeah, did not a month ago, Mike, hold on. If you a month ago did not have a problem with this, and then after the Black Lives Matter rally happened, you peeled it off your bumper sticker, and then and then virtue signaled to me that I need to be offended by it, and these are the reasons why. Well, I've got a problem with that, and um, I'm not going to hold up much resistance because it's a big calorie burn. It's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You know what I do care about? I like the warrior's name. I like the color scheme. Don't touch it. It's non-negotiable, right? But you have to negotiate. You have to compromise. So the other side could say, all right, we want the Indian head off or the Native American head off of there. And I'd say, all right, well, I don't think it matters. And then we can have that stalemate, and that can go on for three weeks, and we can still not be paying attention to the black lives that apparently matter. Yeah. Or we can just move on or table it and focus on some real – this is – that, you know what that is, that logo debate? That's a field goal. And we're not going to win the game unless we score touchdowns. And the only way you're going to score touchdowns... Can I, can I tell you what I would like for our mascot? Right when I was getting into how you scored a touchdown, you're going to talk to me about what you want for a mascot. Here's what I think we should do. It's better be good. The Medfield Milliners, Milliner being the appropriate name for a hat maker, and the basketball team, the lacrosse team, the football team, the soccer team, all of them. Wear straw hats during the game. <laughs> <laughs> you can laugh through the microphone. It's okay. Um, right? Yeah, yeah. Even the football and that team. Way it's appropriately bringing Medfield's history in. Mm-hmm. And then before every game, they can meet at the Straw Hat Park. Yeah, and and that way, when you're playing an opposing team, mm-hmm. and they go Milliners, what's that? You can be like, it's a hat maker, idiot. <laughs> you're welcome for teaching you some new vocabulary. See, so this is going to be an informative mascot, and I think it's going to be great for everybody. Yeah, that's... You heard it here first, folks. Get on that Medfield Milliner's wagon. You know, that's nice for a field goal, but you know what I want to work on? I want to work on actually making the Black Lives Matter because this logo doesn't... It's symbolism. It's, it's a nice gesture, and if we just keep doing that, that's just a nice way of white people who are benefiting... From the systemic racism and benefiting from all of this white privilege that I keep hearing. Sure. Okay? Guys, he literally just pulled out a soapbox. No, well, here's the deal, Mike. Okay? No one's going to give me any sympathy for these following traits that I have. Mm-hmm. I am a male. Mm-hmm. I am a U.S. citizen. Mm-hmm. I am white. Mm-hmm. There's some money in the bank. Mm-hmm. I have higher education. But the great equalizer, ladies and gentlemen. What's that? Very sparse hair. <laughs> <laughs> but not if you look at me from this angle. No, I'm right? looking at you from that angle. Still very sparse. Great equalizer, everybody. Good thing, yeah. you can you can have the world, right? But there's always something. Um, so you, we were talking about uh, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Can I just say that anybody still complaining that all lives matter? They sound like the same kids that in second grade would cut you in line. And then when you called them on it, would go, it doesn't matter, we're all going to the same place. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, but if you're the one trying to tell me that it doesn't matter, you're the one that just cut. Your logic is garbage. Right. And I, I feel like those are the people that are now saying all lives matter, and they just look like idiots. Yep. So if you're one of those people, I've just called you an idiot. Yep. And I'm sticking to it. And you can email your complaint to the um, uh, newsletter there. Medfieldinsider at gmail.com. That's right. Let them know how much of 
jerk Mike is and how much of a saint I am. Yeah. No, but anyway, uh, on a more serious note, Mike, if we want to really make Black Lives Matter, if we do want to make a difference, okay, we got to stop these. No, you don't have to stop the stuff. Let's just move on to bigger things, okay? My attitude is put up or shut up. This is a lot of posturing. It's a lot of garbage, okay? What I want to see is money transfer from lily white affluent Medfield, okay, with a lot of people with a nose in the air. Is that an actual woman in Medfield? Lily White, yes, she lives on Belknap, I believe. <laughs> that was a legitimate question. Though. Yeah, I don't know. Like you know what? There's, you know what? There probably we're gonna find out tomorrow. There is a Lily White on, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on Belknap, and she's the one that does make all the calls. <clears throat> and we're gonna and get she sued. is furious, and, she, and she's calling the police she right has now. Already emailed Medfield Insider. At I would like to report now. slander coming from the small town scuttlebutt. What else you want to talk about? You know what, Mike? And I have to really apologize. For what? Well, I've been thinking about this show, mm-hmm. and um, I listened to every show after you edit the thing, and I put it up, and when I, I run it through some software, and then I post it to the host site, and then I write the description and all that stuff. Our show last week had a big revelation in it, and I made no reference of it, and because I'm selfish and I think only about myself and not you as much. But it was mentioned by Brett Poirier of MTV that you have the most viewed uh, show on cable access television from Maine to North Carolina. Wow. Okay, yeah. Mike. Which was Pagel's super awkward. Doodle Club. Why was it awkward? I, I, you know me. I don't. You've already mentioned it on the show. I don't like to promote myself, and I thought it was weird that he was like, oh, "You're the most popular show." Yeah. Well, I was gonna do. Well, I should have done that because the whole one of the themes of this show is about introducing Mike Page, the good guy, to the the, the masses and let people know that we've got we've got the next Mister Rogers right here in the studio. Sure. So so what's this thing on the table? It looks like you. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's a Mr. Rogers pop figure that I was given for my birthday. You know, you act, look, um, Leanne, does that look like Mike or Mr. Rogers? It looks like Mike. Well, thank you. I was actually with a third grader. It looks like Mike Rogers. Mike Rogers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I was hanging out with a, a couple of it's kids that are going into third grade today. Mm-hmm. Um, and the girl actually pointed out, uh, she saw the toy mm-hmm. and she said, Mike how did you get a toy of yourself? And I was like, that's mm-hmm. not me. That's Mr. Rogers. See, he's holding a trolley. But, uh, but I thought you would be excited to know that, that the Mike Page slash Mr. Rogers comparison seems to be spreading because a, a girl going into third grade legitimately thought that was a toy of me. Yeah, and isn't, isn't a third grade girl in your target audience for a television show? Of Yeah, I mean, if I was going I mean, to that's... have such a television show, yeah. That's great. And really, with my Doodle Club show, that's the target audience that I had in mind. But mm-hmm. the funny thing is, I found out that a lot of grownups are watching it. Which, yeah, uh, I've doodled, okay. I've doodled Le- a bit with you, Mike. Le- 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 no, you have your hand. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's really funny. In the beginning of the quarantine. But but yeah. uh, were you doing it for Vincent, or were you like, you, right? I'm so stressed out, <laughs> yeah. and I just need to chill? Um, I was doing it for Vincent, but then I realized his attention span is yeah. just not there, and I and that's so he'd the funny leave, thing. he'd that's be what, on his Kindle yeah. or whatever, and, and you're just like, like I got this that's turtle. What I heard I'm from a eat. number of yeah. adults too, mm-hmm. is that they they showed their they put it on for their kids, 
whether it's the Mike Page Doodle Club or my YouTube one, Quarantine Doodle Club, I was hearing the same thing, that it was, I put it on for my kids, they lost interest, I was already too into it, and I had to finish it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, whatever it's the awesome. reason that people are forcing themselves through it. We got Cam Newton on the Pats. Oh, that's right. That's kind of funny. I, I'm still, I'm still all in on Stidham. Are you? Oh yeah. I don't know. I'm liking yeah. Cam Newton. You know. Um, I know. I'm just a girl. Blah blah blah. Wow. Uh, why would I say that? Uh, who's one of the first people I called to go see Bruins playoff games? Wasn't me, Mike. It wasn't me. Um. Who got your Red Sox tickets for your birthday last year, you jerk? <laughs> Rick Fink Jr. Okay. I know. I appreciate Rick, you my birthday was fan. yesterday. Oh, well, there's no season happening. <laughs> you know what's right funny now, about your birthday? I realized oddly, that after I oddly, called you. guys, uh, Leanne, our manager who is getting paid, received <laughs> Red Sox tickets for her birthday last year. Yesterday, my birthday, the unpaid guy received <laughs> exact, a phone call. Exactly. <laughs> wanting to know where we stand. Yeah, Pizza. exactly. From didn't Ronald. take the call. Yeah. I Left the voicemail, no, a, uh, a text. Yeah. And then it wasn't until, like, the end of the day when I was looking at the Facebook, and uh, it was like, Otis Key wishes Mike Page a yeah. happy birthday. And I, I'm like, oh! Uh, Mr. Finesse over here mm, totally okay. dropped the ball. Not so smooth on that one. No, I did right? send you a personal message saying happy birthday. I didn't have to do it publicly on the Facebook. Yeah, but if, because it, if it's not on Facebook... It didn't happen. No, yeah. it's not whether or not it was public. It's that I wrote it right I here. I received a text at 9.33 p.m. Yeah. Here it is. Ready? Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Mike. I hope, I it's, hope it's a, a good, good one. one. No period. Oh, uh, making great progress on my daughter's everything stand. Yes, oh, not right. her lemonade yep. stand. Not the lemonade stand, which Because she's more of a... Uh, an entrepreneur than that. That's right. So we started working on her everything stand over the winter, made out of maple and birch, and um, it's right over here in pieces. And if you look, I mean, on a scale of one to ten, ten being like, oh, that's pretty good work, one being like, not that good. Where would you assess the quality and the craftsmanship on this stuff? Well, is a ten of is course. Is ten like so, Ron Swanson no, built it? I'm gonna. Oh I mean, for woodworking. I would say you're at like a seven, but for a lemonade stand, that is a 10. Okay. Right. Does it look like an eight year old girl made it? No, not at all. Does it look like an eight year old girl also, had anything also, to do with it? If I see yeah. that table, yes. a handmade table, mm-hmm. well-crafted yeah. as her lemonade stand. You're, you're not, not buying lemonade. You're not no, lemonade. I'm going to say that's a maple and birch lemonade stand. This girl doesn't need my money. Exactly. Right. So, so let me tell you what we're doing here. We got a pallet. And we took it apart. And when I say we, I mean her and I. She'd be out there at 8 in the morning. She and I. Yep. Yep. That's Former English teacher, yes. Rick Fink Jr. Yes, those two people that you mentioned would definitely be, uh, she would be outside in the garage banging. Uh, she has a toolbox. Like She got a toolbox. She picked out all of her own tools, and she likes to just bang nails and make stuff. So she's prying this stuff apart and banging the nails out, an eight-year-old. And um, she's actually put a lot of sweat equity into this. And now we are sanding the boards, and then she is going to 
fasten nail everything together, screw the stuff. Like I'm going to make sure the structural integrity stands, but as far as quality goes, like that is all her. So if there's a bent nail on the top or whatever, I mean, it's up to sure. her if she wants to fix it, but this is going to be awesome. Leon, no one- you know what it sounds like? It sounds like you and I are going to get duped out of our money. We're going to go, this girl needs our money. Yep. Look, yep. her table is made out of pallets. So what, why is she calling it an everything stand? Well, it's about time someone asked. I was dangling that, waiting for someone to ask, and you did. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, the everything stand. Hold on. Did she pay a dollar for this ad? No. Ugh. Oh. Free promotion. It, uh, this Not really. This of nepotism. No, no this is. Um, this is a, an overly proud father boasting of his daughter's business, but she did not pay for this advertising. No, and I'm, yeah. Well. Maybe maybe we could get some lemonade. I mean, you if actually, Rosie pays us eight bucks, I'm happy to talk about her everything stand on every episode. Hang on, you never did answer, though. You need to answer Leanne's question. What's being sold at the everything stand? Yeah. Okay, so what is she selling? Well, it depends on what day you ask her, but yesterday when we were working on this everything stand, we were going to sell balloons, face painting, tattoos, Rosie's homemade lemonade stand with a secret ingredient. Don't even want to know. The only people that know are me and her. Uh, All the more reason, but I don't want to know. You don't. Uh, And then, just kidding, it's the best kettle one. Lemonade. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, just your regular... Lemonade, so she's offering right. a variety, but um, she wants to make goodie bags. She, I, oh, and the whole careful, point, the whole though, point is because when I pulled in here this yeah. afternoon, she yeah. was out there with the mixer that we used for the first episode. Oh, right, yeah. So you got the other mixer that you had originally ordered, and you were going to return the other mixer. She's out there selling it at her everything stand, <laughs> so you got to keep a close eye, man. It's just going to be a revolving door of things that you bought. That yeah. are now, it's, it's Rosie's yard sale. Oh, yeah. It's like Electronic Symporium. Yeah, know, the girl like, sees an opportunity mm-hmm. to, to get 20 bucks, and she's, she's running with it. When, when there are some high-ticket items out there. Well, when, whenever a bottle of cologne gets down to just, you know, two fingers, yeah. it's like on her sales rack. It's like, hey, I'm still using this stuff. What kind of cologne are you wearing there? Oh, your you know, Jakar, Malibu Musk, you know, the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in some degree. Hey, remember? 1993 is calling, Rick. Yeah, uh, no, 1988. You remember? Remember? No, Dr- I was like four. I was oh. five. Okay, remember Jakar Noir? Remember yes. the whole thing about that I was that in eighth was. grade when I wore that. Dude, there's a pheromone in it that turns girls on. You got to wear it. Okay, whatever. Really? It's true. Yeah. Seventh grade? I remember being in the bathroom. You go to the bathroom, that place reeked of, like, you just would get a contact, like, a dose of it, yeah. right? You'd walk out of there reeking of it because someone brought it in and it's like, hit me up with that stuff. I'm, oh, slow dance coming up after, you know, after. Uh, I remember it. You had, you had uh, commercial lead ins for your slow dance uh, at, at the school. You school. knew when a slow dance is coming up. No, you just kind of. The pattern was like four or five fast Mosh songs. Mosh pit songs. And yeah. Then, yeah. No, no, this is 1980. No, Moni Moni, you know, like when you change the words to the songs <laughs> and stuff. So it would be like, oh, we got a slow song coming up. Got to apply the Dracar. I mean, it's just the funniest. How like, fast was your Dracar Noir being <laughs> swept off that you had to reapply? Have you ever what? been in a middle school you, gym? Who were you hanging out with? Do you think seventh grade boys know anything about anything? 
Well, just... I was fortunate enough. I have three older sisters, mm-hmm. so I avoided a Sounds lot like of hell. Yeah, but how I many also times do you get was... dressed up against your will? Um, I don't really remember that ever happening, to be honest. How about my sisters were pretty cool with that stuff, but I do remember my oldest sister. Uh, once she was eight, she still is eight years older than me, oddly <laughs> enough. Um, but she once rode me. And I'm an idiot. She once rode me okay. down the staircase like I was a toboggan. <laughs> wow. What is this, West Virginia? Okay. So I was four. She was 12. And she. Mm-hmm. This is we getting were, creepier by the minute. We were, we were wrestling at the top of the I'm steps. I'm sure you were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we weren't at the top of the stairs anymore. We were Wait a minute. on the Leanna, way down. Leanna, you didn't turn on. <laughs> Let's. Let's You're stop. disgusting. Do you need to Let's stop the break? Story. Continue. No, you are continuing because this Sorry. is the best part of the podcast. So, so we were at the top of the stairs wrestling. Uh-huh. Then we weren't at the top of the steps anymore. But my sister, being 12 while mm-hmm. I was only four, yeah. she immediately saw the problem and corrected it for herself by <laughs> flipping me underneath her like a skateboard yeah. and like... Marty McFly hoverboarding down the stairs with me uh-huh. as the hoverboard. But you're not hovering. I was you're, not hovering. You're I grinding was, like 400 yeah. grit sandpaper. Down. Oh, horrible <laughs> rug burn. I was like the ooh, ah, yeah, yeah. Ah, guy from a cartoon. And then at right. the bottom, my collarbone was broken. Mm. So, yeah, that was. Anyway, growing up with three sisters was very fortunate for me because I got to avoid a lot of the pitfalls of uh, – over cologne application and um, dumb, a lot of the dumb guy stuff mm-hmm. that you would the mistakes that you would make in high school. I avoided a lot of those because my sister. I I saw what how my sisters would come home like super upset about mm-hmm. stuff, and I'd be like, "Oh, note to self: don't do that." Interesting. Look how angry Steph is. Yeah, I won't do that. No, I um, I learned from from the hundreds of mistakes that I've made along the the way. Me too. I bet you made a lot of mistakes. Tons of mistakes. Accepting this position. Nice. Okay. What, what position? The show? Yep. Show manager. Wow. I'm not, I'm, I have a low self-esteem today. I'm just not feeling I good. I think it's because I'm of sad. your posture, Rick. Look how you're sitting. You right know, oh, Guys, Rick is sitting. This thing is cranked up. That's better. <laughs> this whole time I was, I was Oh, see, I was loving high. that chair. Yeah. This one I'm Rick, like. Rick was uh, sitting like. Um, if you envision how a slug would sit if you tried to prop it up in a chair, that's how Rick was in his. That sounds. That's not the sound a slug makes. No, it just sound, you're painting a pretty, uh, pretty erotic hot, hot, picture hot of picture. a slug in an ergonomic chair. I don't know. I'm still going back to them wrestling on the top of the stairs. All right, so we still have one sponsor left to give a quick. Nod too. So we would like to thank Rodal Pizza. I have it's now, royal. Yeah, I know, but I have now taken to calling it Rodal. I can no longer call it Royal Pizza because it's it's one of those earworms. Yes. Once once I heard it, it was Rodal. it was so good that I can't unhear it. Can't and unhear. They're now Rodal Pizza. I would venture a guess that they've probably call had, Rodal Pizza. Calling Rodal Pizza home. See, does your phone say that? Did you change it yet? I haven't changed it yet, but uh, honest to God, I'm considering changing it in my phone. So you didn't change it when you mistyped it. Right. Because you're lazy. Yeah. And I'm 
so ambitious on this becoming Rodal Pizza that uh-huh. I was actually thinking earlier today I should change the contact information in my phone to Rodal Pizza because I enjoy that so much. So um, I would be willing to bet that at least one or two people have called for two and four Rodal Pizza yeah. since this podcast has started. I bet a couple people have called and asked for Rodal Pizza. And unfortunately, when they said, I'm sorry, this is Royal Pizza... They hung up. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they were like, oh, this isn't the place that I was told about. Yeah. Anyway, Royal Pizza slash Rodal Pizza, whichever place you choose to call, um, has great sandwiches. They've got amazing pizza. You know something? I think we could convince them to change the name of Royal Pizza <laughs> to Rodal Pizza if we offered them naming rights to this studio. You foolishly took on their sponsorship for them paying us $12 for the whole season. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, you could have bartered. We could have really hyped them up every episode. For a pizza? For a pizza, every episode. Because every week we have ordered at least one pizza from Roto Pizza. Yeah, we got two, two yeah, there's, um, pepperonis there's here. And they were good. They were really good. Over there right now. I feel like, had you played your cards right, mm-hmm. we could have had free pizza the entire season. Well, I thought I was going to get kicked out when I just said, hey, do you want to give me a dollar for an advertisement? Well, if you would like to put Rodal Pizza into your phone contacts, the phone number is, get your new contact ready, mm-hmm. 508-359-2424. That's Rodal Pizza, R-O-T-A-L, the P- perfect typo. Good. You know what I got to say? We're strong with the ads. Like, we talk about these people for a while. Yeah, we, we got to do a show of ads. We should. Sometimes, sometimes I don't want to see the movie. I just want to watch trailers mm-hmm. for like an hour and a half. You know? Just when I, I net that, that doesn't when I, surprise me at all. You don't have the, um, you don't have the, the attention, attention span for the actual film. You just want to sit through two minutes of, wow, look at that. Look give me, what I could watch give me the, in three months. <laughs> give me the spark notes. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Um, this, this episode has gone on long enough, so um, let's put a quick end to this. On behalf of Leanne Bravo and Rick Fink Jr. slash Mr. Finesse, I'm Mike Page. Thanks for listening to another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt. We'll see you next week. Bye. See ya. That was another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt, the only podcast that reacts to the overreaction of other people reacting to small town problems. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend. Small Town Scuttlebutt is released every Thursday. Rick Fink Jr. and Mike Page are mismanaged by the Bravo Talent Group. Send your comments, questions, and grievances to these guys through Leanne Bravo. Email her at bravo1 at smalltownscuttlebutt.com and she'll probably get back to you eventually. Check them out on Facebook too, and thanks for listening. I was misled on my role here. Okay. okay. Bravo. Whoop.